Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from Estopin All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast, powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Bamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network, off-season edition. I'm Zach. I'm here with Benton. Benton, how you been, bud? I've been great. It's good to be back, you know? Took a little hiatus from pretty much all things soccer, and now it feels like the season's already here with how much news has already come out. Boy, we got a lot of news. I picked a bad time to quit using Twitter. Yeah, right. I did this. I did the same thing too, and I kept getting lured back with the uh, soccer stuff. That is literally the only reason that happened. I don't think I realized how much of my soccer news I was getting from Twitter until I started doing prep for this episode. Yeah, uh, a, a lot of stuff has happened. So much that so we were we were initially planning to talk both Louisville City and racing in this one, but there's just so much we're going to break into two episodes. So this episode here is going to be on just Louisville City, and we will follow up shortly with a racing Louisville centric episode. Cause we want to give both these times or both these teams, the appropriate amount of time and not rush through things. So, but before we get into the nitty gritty, Zach, we've, uh, we've, we've hung out a couple of times. We went climbing, but I haven't seen you in a few weeks, the holidays and, and whatnot. So what been have busy. you been into? Yeah. What's been going on? How were the holidays? They were good. They were, they were super busy. So I, I, I had some vacation time saved up. Uh, so I, I took a little bit of time off from work in December and did like a ton of work around the house. I redid some of the, the shelving in my office. I've got a new bookcase and some new stuff that if we start doing video episodes again, people will notice that I'll have a new backdrop. So I'm excited about that. I remodeled our kitchen, which was quite the job. I saw that on Uh, Facebook. It looked very good. Yeah. Thank you. Put up some floating shelves in our office. Yeah, did did just a ton of stuff around the house. I also um, foolishly decided that this year I would make all of our holiday gifts that we gave, or, or at least one gift per person. I was gonna make myself. So uh, while doing all of that other stuff in the in the evenings after I finished working on the house, I was like uh, knitting hats and sewing backpacks and uh stitching patches i did all sorts of different stuff a lot of a lot of textile i was feeling the textile arts i made a uh pair of corduroy overalls for Lori. i've done like some 
costume stuff, but that was the first like genuine article of clothing other than like knitting a hat that I've done. So that was that was a fun learning experience. Uh, but I'm very tired, and I do feel like I could use another vacation. <laughs> How were your holidays? I I feel that too, and and it was a good time seeing family and 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 whatnot going you know doing all the normal jazz. And much like you, I was doing a lot of kind of home improvement stuff. Most of it pretty centric here in my office. Uh, done a lot of work here. My, you know, long story short, I was, I had been having long-standing computers. She's my last one. I finally said, "F it." Got a real nice desktop, and so with that, I totally revamped my setup, which in turn made me revamp my whole room. I got pissed off at my internet connection up in my office because the uh, the the mesh network, like it wasn't wasn't getting me what I needed. I felt I should have. And Pierce, I, I ran a hardwire Ethernet through all the crawl space on my house, and I started doing a bunch of other things around the house. I got really fixated on particularly like energy efficiency stuff. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I've been I've been I've been keeping busy. I've been I've been mean to hit you up about climbing, but then I just got so like locked in on doing these random like tasks around the house. And you know, <laughs> if I'm if I'm gonna get hyper fixated on something, not like too bad of a thing for that to happen. Pretty on good one. Productive items, and that's not normally what I get. Have so, you uh? you've not been we've not been following soccer have you been into any any books or movies or tv shows or movies or music anything anything piquing your interest recently that you want to share with the people you know i've i've you know I've been bebopping around um I, every each like year that since i've really gotten the soccer i'm like all right i'm not gonna really pay attention to football like anymore and i and i do and i inevitably do so i've been watching a lot of that even college football which i really just don't I, I don't care for that much. Like it just doesn't excite me. I'll watch it when it's on, but I don't go out of my way for it. Um, haven't been watching any particular shows or, or, or movies or anything. I'll, you know, I'll periodically randomly turn stuff on, but uh, nothing. I've been absolutely binging. I kind of fell out of rhythm reading a little bit. So need to yeah. pick that up. Um, you know, with the new computer, I kind of start playing a bunch of games again. You know, some of the stuff I couldn't really get heavily into during the soccer season for the sake of time. One thing, and I remember talking about this towards the end of the season, I got really into the City Skylines games. Oh, and I was sad. Yeah. I was sad because I couldn't play the newest one on my laptop. Well, one, because they had big optimization issues. Yeah, I'm about to say, I don't, I don't think anyone could play it on their laptop because it required like a supercomputer to run. Yeah, I mean, my laptop was, was pretty sturdy. <laughs> like, that's why I'm particularly mad that it kept crashing. Anyway, um, but no, they, they've, if, they've since optimized it. My new, my new desktop here, he's a, he's a chonky boy. And uh, it can play it, and I've not had any issues with it. And I, nice. I, I literally one night like went to play it, and then I looked at the clock, and four hours had passed. Like, and I didn't that stop playing. I kept going. Yeah, no, it's that's so it's it's now in the same tier for me as Football Manager, but I have to consciously quit playing it, and like kind of stay away from it unless I know I'm going to get like sucked into a black hole, which means it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. Nice. So, um, yeah, just playing a lot of games. Um, start playing Dota again online because I hate myself and I feel like getting flamed <laughs> online by strangers. I've started playing Rocket League again because I hate myself. I've never played that, but I've yeah, I've heard a similar sort of vibe. Well, actually, no, I don't hate myself. I hate other people. Rocket <laughs> League reminds me how much I hate other people. Yeah, I still gotta I gotta try that one sometime. Still, I've I've watched it before on like Twitch and whatnot. But yeah, so I mean, all that to say, um. Yeah, you know, been been keeping busy, enjoying um, enjoying non soccer stuff. Like I haven't watched like a minute of the Premier League. Usually, I kind of like turn it on and watch and will, like half pay attention. But like this year, just having it all. I mean, I've always been way more interested 
in the domestic game than like yeah than like the uh premier league and soccer's better more, it's more fun when it's closer to home yeah I, I i think so and i don't you know and, and i don't think there's anything wrong with with people who do enjoy like that you know the bigger leagues across the the pond there but just not for me i don't know i just get really fixated on our uh our leagues i didn't even really watch that much mls part of that was because they just put their entire schedule like on one day which happened it would be the same times that little city played so <laughs> it's like man I, I bought the mls pass and i'm like well that was a waste and then you know other developments has kind of since soured my mood on the league yeah, we'll talk we'll talk about that they're one. trying they're trying to shift the open cup we'll, oh, we'll yeah. get into it we'll talk about that one but before we do that we got to talk oh, about I, I have been reading have you what have you been reading oh uh so uh uh, I've been trying to have less phone time, which means I have been reading more. And uh, my my awesome younger brother works at a comic book shop, so I got lots of good comics oh, cool. as gifts during the holidays. Uh, so I've been reading. I wanted to shout out. I've been reading The Human Target, which I had actually somehow completely not uh, known about until he got it for me. Uh, it's like a recent... It's not a superhero comic, but it is like a DC comic. It takes place in the DC universe, but he's just like a kind of detective noir kind of guy. I think he's, I think his shtick normally, like he's called the human target because he, uh, people hire him to pretend to be them when they think they're someone trying to kill them. And he, he, uh, figures out who it is by faking their death or whatever. Uh, but it has been, I, I'm like a couple chapters in, and it has been really good. I've been enjoying it. Um, so that's that's great. There's also a, there's a horror comic that I started reading, reading recently that he got me a collection of called uh, Something is Killing the Children. I don't know if I mentioned it at the on the tail end of the season or not. But I don't recall, that, but that's I re- also name, really good. The I've name rings that. a bell. I feel, like I, uh, I feel like I saw that graphic novel before. I still got a handful that I need to get through myself. So th- those are those are those are really good so far. Well, excellent. But we got soccer to get into. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's soccer season again. I uh, I texted somebody in the front office there. I'm like, hey, just thinking he wants to say hi because I'm getting back into soccer mode. And they're like, already? I'm like, it's gonna be here before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a lot of stuff to go. We're gonna talk about a lot of things that have happened. We'll go into it, kind of share our thoughts. We also have a few tidbits and pieces of news to share. A lot of people have been asking about Manny Perez. We'll talk about him shortly. What's we have a lot there? of listener questions too. Like I think you more know, than we've ever received. I, I did want to shout that out because that was that was pretty awesome. I really appreciate everybody who who added questions, and I did my best to try to to work all you guys um, onto our show notes here. Um, yeah, I almost didn't do it. I'm like, I don't know if anybody's going to have anything to share. Everybody's. Everybody's tuned out of soccer right now, but I think uh, people were the people were hungry. They went through Little City soccer news and the racing news. Today you're just getting your Little City, but we'll the people the want our soccer. takes, our valuable takes. But let's get to it. Let's talk about let's let's rip the bandaid. Let's talk about the players Start that with are the leaving us. Yes, the ones and and again, pretty much most of these have already been announced, but we haven't got to talk about them together. That's what's kind of fun about this is like we we sometimes talk on the side, but most of our like our in depth conversation is right here on these hot mics. We save so the soccer talk for the show. I'm I'm so I'm eager to hear hear your thought thoughts on some of these and and the random other tidbits you have to share. So going down the list, and I'm trying to go kind of chronologically for whatever that's worth, but um, 
you know, number of departures. I think, honestly, the list is a lot shorter than what I thought it was going to be and what most it people feels I think longer because there's be. a, there's some big names on there. Right. Yeah. I think we were, I think a lot of people by the end of the season were expecting a kind of a, a bigger overhaul than, than we're getting. And I don't know, at least I, I think I was definitely thinking in that way. And now in hindsight, like maybe that was a little reactionary. There were some weird oddities to how that last season panned out, you know, in, in terms of like, well, you know, what if we, we didn't have like a handful of like really egregious calls against us? You know, what if we didn't have the injuries that we did have, like in the timing of some of those injuries, there were a lot of like explainable scenarios on why it didn't feel as sexy of a season as we're used to. So I've since cooled down on the let's burn it all down and, and try again strategy. But for those who are leaving first on the list, this one breaks my heart. Tyler Gibson. Mm. I was pretty uh, out for bitten. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it's one of those things where I, I, I'm not, I'm not arguing against it. I'm not mad that it happened. It was probably time. He's starting to get up there in age. And there were definitely a few matches where I didn't feel like he was his, his normal self playing loud net home specifically comes to mind. I just remember watching like, man, he just, this, this is, this is not his best game. Like it, was, it felt pretty clear to me. I think he did not have the control over the games that he had like maybe two, two to five seasons ago. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, father time's catching up a little bit and I, and I think it was best for, for both parties to, to move on. I hope he, hope he gets an opportunity to continue to play. I think he could be a real, uh, real key piece, especially some of these teams that have struggled before real great veteran presence like that, holding things down kind of as a defensive midfielder. Um, could really add a lot to to some team out there. Heck, even even maybe League One. I think I still think he's better than that. But you know, who knows if the money's right, right? I I would I think a championship team will pick him up. Yeah, I, I would hope so. Yeah, but we will see. As of right now, nothing's come out on where he has landed yet. But uh, I'm keeping an eye out. I like to see where a lot of these guys end up going and playing for. So curious to see what that one will be. Next one I have written down here. This was probably, I would say, the marquee departure of the of this the. It's the one that hurts the most. Yeah, yeah, it's the most emotional. Was Mr. Oscar Jimenez? I, um, yeah, good. I really wanted to see Oscar close it out here at Louisville. It's like I am very happy that he he signed with Memphis because it, it's fairly close to here. He's he's not moving super far. So for him, I'm happy. But like as a fan. I, I really wanted wanted to see a player like Oscar like finish it out in purple. Yeah, I mean it would have been nice and poetic, but he felt like he had more soccer in him, and then yeah. and I guess Louisville City felt that uh, they could do better. And I don't this is gonna sound blunt and rude, but I I, I don't disagree. Um, I, I mean I, like I purely X's and O's, I, like I agree with that, but sentimentally I don't. Yeah, no, I yeah, I I totally get the sentimental piece, and if his defensive game was stronger, I think there might still been a role for him. But I'm glad he, however, though he did kind of end on a high note. Like it was a bit of a renaissance year for him with the, with the kind of further use of a three-five-two and letting him be more offensive oriented. He was really thriving in, in that in that sort of play style. I think just like yeah. the his kryptonite there was that like he wasn't just reliable enough. On the on the defensive side to be a pure like out and out like yeah. 
outside back in a in a back four sort of sort of role. So um, glad to see that his his career is able to. Which to even going back to the first championship, I mean, he's always been better when they play a three back because kind of earlier, like in Louisville City's early success, he got to play a lot of that, like in the midfield five on a yeah uh, three back system. So it was nice to see the return of some of that. Yeah, because uh, well, that's always been a strength for him. Actually, his his background is is he was a midfielder. Yeah. When he came here to Louisville City, he was asked to play in a different position. Basically, the Lauren Malay sort of uh, deal there. Remember hearing uh, on a podcast like when when James O'Connor kind of like offered him his contract after the trial. He's like, you know, we want to sign you, but we won't want you to play outside back. Yep. So he he definitely adapted to him and credit credit for him for that. And he had a nice little career here, but um. Yeah, time to time to part ways. So I know it was a very very emotional one. But I will say, again, it if him and Niall had both left, I would have been distraught. It it blunts it a little bit that at least at least Niall's still here, uh, keeping keeping the old guard around a little bit. I know that Niall's had a history of like twang with fans as far as like if he's going to stay or not. He's done that so in the past. I'm glad he didn't really do it this year. He likes to go on vacation before he does the contract stuff, and so his is always after everyone else's. Yeah. Doesn't look like it was that 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 way this year because his I felt like his return was announced pretty uh, you know like in a timely manner I should say. Yeah, we'll um, get to the we'll get to the signings later. Yeah. But yeah. yeah we'll, but anyway, we'll... that that blunts it just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, I I am at least uh, I'm happy we get to see him come back with Memphis. Uh, I I hope he gets like a lot of playing time there. So. Yeah, the problem is though is that they're moving to the West this upcoming season. Oh, wait, do we play Memphis? I hadn't actually looked at the schedule. We play I him about away, that. so he's not coming. Okay. To, here to Louisville. Yeah, we still get to see him. So. Yeah, we'll still get to see him, but you got to go to Memphis for that. And I've been putting off going to Memphis, so maybe yeah, this I is completely the year. forgot they went NBA style and threw Memphis in the West. Yeah, I, I thought of exactly that as well. It's just kind of weird. I'm glad it was them and not us. So, uh, best of luck to Oscar. Hope he hope he kicks ass against every team except for ours or in a matchup that hinders us in some way. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up on the list is Kyle Morton. He, I, I would say this is probably the least surprising of yeah, all of I mean, the departures. Yeah. He had, he had a lot of injury troubles and I mean, Oliver Zemla basically just took the, uh, took that opportunity and, and secured pretty comfortably. Well, and, like he's a, role. he's not a backup keeper. He's a starting yeah. keeper. So yeah. like, he's not going to stay around and be backup. Yeah. And no, I, you know, it makes total I, sense for him. I know his injury stuff was, was, was pretty significant. And I, and I, I think there was kind of some musings if he's even going to continue to play or not, but based off of like his, he's, he posted something, I think it was on Twitter shortly, um, you know, shortly after the news came out, something about like working hard or whatnot. So it's something he's very much still yeah. planning to, to play. And he and said something him. along the lines of he's excited to show people how much work he's put in to come yeah. back. Yeah. No, um, I mean, every time I went to the, um, to the, um, open trainings like the media availability there he was always out there like pushing like the weighted sled and whatnot like dude was working all the time every time i saw him so wish him nothing but the best hopefully he lands at a in a good spot and situation as well um next up rasmus uh, Telson, who i think i had somewhat boldly proclaimed heading into last season he was going to be a, a big deal and end up being a very much uh <laughs> wasn't Bad. He was not a. He was not bus? excellent either. I don't know. Like he, <laughs> he was. He just, did not have a there. bad was... enough season to be like, oh, he's he's bad. But he also 
He also like he did not reach the heights that you that uh, we were expecting coming yeah. into the season. He, yeah, he had I, just like an okay season. I yeah, feel like I, I did not get that one right. He was uh, just okay. He was I I can't ever think of a time where he was particularly bad, but I also yeah. can't think of a time he was really good. You know, he scored he once. But he I think he had some trouble times, like, like finishing. Uh, for a lot of the season, that like like final final pass or final shot, kind of yeah. eluded him. Um, uh, but like he was not bad by any stretch. Also, I'm not. It's one that like, I mean, I'm not. I'm not losing sleep over. I I was kind of surprised he was only here for a season. I I kind of would have expected. Yeah. Well, he would have been on like a two year thing. He was but. he was an option, and they declined right. it. And yeah. I believe. I believe he was getting a, a a bit of a pay raise with that uh, okay. with the with that option acceptance. So so they um that's why I think it was that was helped make that decision. Yeah. So anyway, but he he immediately I think he was already on the plane by the time it was announced. <laughs> he yeah. he went back to to Europe. So uh, you know, best of luck to him. Excited to see how his uh, his career develops. Um, and hopefully finds uh, a little bit more success. Again, not that he did bad. He just. I don't know, just didn't live up to the expectations that we yeah. built up for him, which wasn't maybe fair, but hey, anyway. Uh, next one, hey, let's hear Ramsey Kowalski. I mean, he was just our John er- uh, Eric Linehouse of 2023. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, it was just one of those things, like he was like a long shot if he was going to be like a, like a surprise hit or anything like that. And I had to play because of some injury troubles. I, I think him specifically, uh, I think he will probably benefit from maybe playing with like a league one or, yeah. or, or a lower league team and, and, and getting some more time in and, and working his way up. Yeah. I think maybe going straight to the championship was a like a little too big of a jump for him out of college. Well, I think it was probably a good experience for him, right? Being yeah. around the professionals that he was and the environment he was. I'm sure it was great growth and development for him. I think he probably knew it was going to be a bit of a, a very uphill battle to to see a lot of time. And I think the, the USL's just prob- uh, championship is at least it was probably just maybe a little bit too much for him at the, at the moment. And that's okay. We all develop at our, our different rates and whatnot. And, you know, I hope he goes somewhere and becomes a stud and works his way um, up to this level. So, um be interesting to see where he he goes or ends up. I guess the NASL is still an option, right? That's around. Is that still a thing? Or that, the lawsuit's uh... still alive, I think. <laughs> Smoke and darkness. All right. Um, now, following that, that was the first batch of announcements that we had got, and then following that, um, we got a string of other news. I think along with some of the the news of who was staying, we also got news that. Uh, Martin Powell's was going to be departing the club who like I get, I get a lot of the flack that he got. Like I, I was disappointed. It. I thought he was high upside. I really wanted to see him get a full off season with the team. I could see the potential there. So I, I am, I am a little disappointed to not get another season with him. What are your I'm, thoughts? Sorry. I jumped I'm, in there. No, 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 you're good. I'm, I'm not. I'm I'm totally okay with with how things panned out there. I do feel really bad for him though is that he had such lofty expectations placed on his shoulders because we were struggling. He was signed mid-season. Dude's coming from and He's so tall. Yeah. Yeah, got that's high expectations. If you're tall, you got to be good. 
So this tall dude coming over from Europe midseason, like everybody's like, all right, he's got to start banging a bunch of goals for us because we really need him. And like the dude had to adapt to coming to a whole different country, whole new team, just like so many factors. It just takes a while, I think, for some of these guys to get, get ramped up in the rhythm with, with these new squads. And so I think there was an element like where maybe he got like like the expectations were, were unfair for him. But at the same time, like I don't think he was outstanding and I'm not sad that he's not going to be with the team for, for 2024. I wish him the best, but um I'm, I'm okay with that roster swapping open. I think there were moments where I could see the potential where I, I would have liked to, I, I, I feel like I could see a universe where, because he's still pretty young. Uh, he's like 20. I, I would have liked to have seen more time with him. Like I'm not, I'm not distraught over it. I don't think it's a huge loss for the team, but I think there were some upside to him. Yeah. And I'm a little disappointed. We don't get to see play out. Yeah. Now, you want to talk about upside. The next uh, person on the list, uh, Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa. Again, kind of similar situation. Like, I'm not really sad that he's he's departed. He kind of frustrated me on the pitch. However, I think he has a lot of upside if he's put in the right position. Or I guess more so, he adapts his, his game to what suits him the best. And I think if he focused on becoming a creator... He could be really dangerous, but he would try to just do so much on his own and it would like never work out. Like I just went to, he is a, he is a player with out. a very high potential to burn us <laughs> in games where we is, play each other. Is he like the new, um, lucky, you lucky. Yeah. I was going to say, um, McCaskill yeah. kind of seems to like really, really get up for any time they're playing Louisville. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, he's now with Hartford, the athletic. That's the breast bonanza for you. Try to make it happen. Yeah. So, again, hope he does well. Hope he doesn't become a lucky, but hope he does well. Yeah. I think that is a bit of a loss because I, 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 he, he brought a lot to the table. I know with a player like him, I think it's easy to focus on the things you want him to do better and maybe miss out a bit on what he, he is bringing to the table. Uh, but I, I do think that that is, is a bit of a loss. I don't, I don't know if I, I fully agree, but, um, but again, like, I don't know. We'll see what he does at Hartford. He could go, he could totally kill it. Yeah. Maybe he just needed a weird season, like a last season to, to get him right. Um, but as we approach the close of the list, we also have another, another big one, another, uh, Another notable departure, Cameron Lamcaster. The club said they were unable to come to terms. What'd you make of that departure? It would feel worse if it was the first time <laughs> that he left, since it is second time we've seen Lancaster leave. It, it does. It's not as big of a deal. <laughs> From what I understand, it was just like, it's like a couldn't couldn't come to an agreement on a number, and that happens. From his <clears throat> from his perspective, I'm sure he, like he scored 20 goals one season ago. Had some injury trouble this season. I think he probably thinks he'll come back healthy and score 20 goals again, and wants to be paid accordingly. And I think from the team's perspective, like he's a guy that has had a history of injury troubles. So, do you want to 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 bet the amount of money that that he's going to require on on 
a player with maybe a chance that he's not going to be able to play the whole season when he was in the games last season, last season, he was not his old self. Like, like not only was the time limited, but like he, he, he never really looked like 2022 Lancaster at any point. Um, well, I'll take that back. He did score that one from like midfield that was an <laughs> for, international for longer friendly. stretches. Yeah. And didn't look like himself. Yeah. I'm not distraught over it. I think it's not the biggest loss for the team, but it is like, he was a year one player, so it's always sad to to see a year one player go. Yeah, I can't forget he was on the on the fifteen team. I don't believe he he played a lot that year. Was he injured? He was coming off an so he was coming off injury. And I think he had another injury before he even played. Uh, so he uh, he was on the roster, but he didn't play much gotcha. season one. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. It's my understanding the club thinks they made a very fair offer with him, and he very much strikes me as the guy to bet very heavily on himself and secure the bag. You know, we already saw it once with, with Nashville when he left to go to the, uh, with them up to the MLS. So, yeah. Um, well, and from what I understand, like coming, when we signed him coming off of Nashville, I, it was announced at the time that like, they gave him a very competitive offer compared to what he was getting at Nashville on an MLS contract. So the contract he was on was pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, as far accurate. as USL contracts go, from what I understand, that so, is yep, that is um, that is accurate. He was basically playing for Louisville City on an MLS contract. <laughs> yeah, Clo- he close to it. He he secured the bag. That's uh, that's for sure. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm sure he'll go somewhere, but I don't disagree with the decision. In in fact, I don't I don't even know if I would have entertained it as long as they did. I. I was more ready to kind of move on. Like, I don't, I think we've seen the most that you're going to see from, from Cameron Lancaster was a lot, but it's only going to go downhill. He's getting older, very injury prone. Like when he's on, he's on, he's great. And he's And I bet he'll, you know, he'll go another team and he's going to have long stretches and there's going to be people pulling their hair out. Like, Oh, why didn't we resign him? Like just, you know, back up the Brinks truck, give him whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, but then there's also many stretches where you kind of completely forget he's in the league. Yeah. Well, and, and- Based on the signing, I mean, they've not signed a ton of players, and we'll get to it. But based on the signings they have made, I think they're they seem to be making good use of maybe some some money next year that was freed up. Yeah, through through not re-signing him, so that that is a plus as well. They they've they've made some pretty big splashy signings as far as championship players go. Yeah, so. and we also can't talk out of the same side of our mouths. So for the same people like who would maybe want to complain that like we don't have Cameron anymore might also be the same people that are complaining that the roster is old. I mean, he, he was, he wasn't very young. <laughs> so I, I do, I he do wasn't like really the I thought he was though. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, I mean, he's, he's like, about two or three years younger than I thought. If I, if I had guessed, I would be like, Oh, Lancaster's like 32 or 33. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's just like he's just like barely thirty. But again, yeah, with yeah. that, I, 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 you've seen. I think we've seen the peak already. Yeah. And I, again, I like the idea that we're just we're, we're we're progressing. I think at the right rate towards, towards the future. You yeah. know, not not getting too hung up on this this old core that we have. It's kind of been a gradual changeover, which is what it should be. So, um, moving on, um. Another item we wanted to bring up, and Cards Update asked about this on Twitter, along with everybody on Facebook and a lot of people also on Twitter and other contexts. Big glaring question mark in the roster. <laughs> Where's Manny Perez? We haven't heard anything about Manny. He started all the time. 
Where is he? What's happened? What's going on? Um, it's uh, you know, it, 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 by the time this ben, comes do we out, have breaking news on the podcast? We do. We do have breaking news on the we podcast. We should have teased breaking news at the top of the show. We're bad at. This. I alluded. No, I alluded to it. I alluded to it. I talked about it, and we're going to we do post it. it. We got to mention breaking yeah. news. News alert. Yeah. We know the fate of, of Manny Perez, and he is not going to be on Louisville City's 2024 team. Uh, bad breaking news. We should have hyped this up so much. <laughs> now, you didn't let me finish, Zach. Okay. The good news is it's because he is going to Europe. It's a paid transfer. Ooh. Don't have the club name, but uh, this sh- should be coming out before that gets announced. It's it's it's. I think it's expected to be coming out on Thursday, officially. But it's my understanding. He's off to Europe. But you know, it's kind of so, a mixed bag, right? Bad news, biggest loss for the team. Good news, though. I think every time every time a player goes directly to Europe from here, it's good for the team. I, the more we can have a reputation of place that gets people signed to teams in Europe, the better. Yeah, and I mean, let's like let's face it, like his his talent, like he he deserves it. He he looks good. He has MLS experience. He you know he's obviously capable at that level. Um, you know it's 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 tough losing somebody like that talented from the roster. Yeah. But some more news for you. They've already got a backfill. Yeah. Not not um hasn't been announced yet and that will, there will be a little bit of gap i believe between the official announcement of his departure and who that well, and even the is. signings we know uh we'll get we'll get to it but there's already quite a decent backfill yeah for him that's been signed so yeah in fact um that's a nice little segue here. Let's uh, let's talk about some of these new signings that we can circle back and talk about the statuses of those who are yeah. staying. Some it's a quality over quantity and... thing with the new signings. Yeah, I yeah, and what I like is that you know, Coach Danny Cruz, he he's a he's a young coach. He's he's definitely had it, like in, in terms of roster construction, definitely had successes and definitely had some you know some misses in, in the mix and. He's getting more and more experience, and I think he's probably getting a better idea of what you know, what's like, what's working for him and his squad, what isn't, what he should be looking for, how the whole process should go. So I like to think like the more of these like, like transactions to happen, the the more efficient he's he's going to be getting at them. I mean, will we continue to have some some duds here and there? Like that's just you know that's just inevitable. But thus far, like on paper, things look pretty good. For what we got, and I mean, there's still yeah. more names to to add I, to the list. But. If you look at the number of players leaving and the number of players returning, like there's still a lot of signings that need to be made. But yeah. as far as like quality leaving and quality returning, they've already really like made a dent in filling, like replacing the maybe the on-field production of what's leaving. Yeah, and to to get a little bit ahead, so I mean, I I alluded to the fact that we they already have a backfill pinned down for Manny Perez. And uh, this week, I don't know if it will, will come out before this episode or after, I believe we should be getting another signing as well. And um, Andrew Bumps on, on Twitter asked about like kind of what some, some of the additional needs and, and whatnot are. Obviously now outside back is very much a, a prevalent one with Manny's departure. Midfielder is still on the shopping list. And as I understand, 
also somewhere in the in the goalkeeper realm. But I think Oliver Zemla probably has that pretty much locked up. So that's going to be more of like a you know, second, third string type of situation. I also feel like a hold up and and header finishing sitter forward is like a need on the roster. And who knows? I mean, maybe some of these guys, or maybe some of the signings to come, these are guys that can flex into to other positions. Yeah. They you need like a bruiser up front. It's kind of missing on the roster. Like a like a Luke Spencer. Like a Luke. Like a, yeah. a, a post up. I know. Uh, I know our buddy Road Dog. He's he's been screaming that for a while now. Yeah, I stole but that I one. I stole that one from Road Dog. He I thought, mentions I, it every. You said that I thought of him. every old man soccer game. So I, I had to bring it up for him. We got you, Chris. We'll uh, we'll put we'll put that in somebody's ear. That that that's what they need as well. But uh, that's my understanding of what is probably still to come. You know, who knows? There could be other things as well. But I think those are some of the. All right, let's talk about some actual signs. I'm excited about these. Yeah, yeah. You want to kick us off? Yeah. So, uh, uh, I think the first one announced in chronological order, uh, probably the I I, I don't know. I think fair to say the biggest signing of the off season so far, uh, just as far as pedigree and in the league, uh, Arturo Odonez, um, uh, defensive player of the year. <laughs> pretty, I mean, pretty big deal. <laughs> it's hard to get better signing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fresh uh, off of it too. It's not like it was, Oh, we got it a few years ago. Like, no, he literally just got it off the team that, you know, won the Pittsburgh, regular season. Like a yeah. very strong defensive team. Stole from within the same division. Like kind of a coup. <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah. Big some heads. I, I the kind of signing really you don't you've not seen Louisville City make a lot of signings like that historically. I, I think the team has been good at finding players, uh, but there we've not had a lot of like steal a player of the year <laughs> caliber player from another team uh type signings. So that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, so I think they they intentionally got that one done first and made that one the first signing. Made, definitely made a splash. Some other teams have have made splashes as well, but I think ours was a pretty nice ripple as far as the. Yeah. Oh, I think it's Prof Sapienza uh, asked if we are we expecting to see more of the three back, five back <laughs> type type system. It was uh, next season. It was said it said simply, and I did have it uh, later on the list. Ah. I could not. I'm bad with names, especially on Twitter because I don't use it anymore. Uh, That's a, we have we have a long list. Like our show notes here, this is like this is long. Like we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of questions. Thank like you, everybody. Multiple like movements of the finger to scroll. Uh but I would say that that's a signing that maybe indicates I would expect to see more of the three back. Yeah, I mean, I think we're coming off our most successful year with it. And it, like more heavily usage. And I think that's kind of only increased over time. Like year over year, we've seen more and more of it. And it's gotten, it's worked better and better for us. And yeah, I think the roster is being more, more constructed for that. And that will be probably one of the more predominant looks. Now, with and that I am, said. So <laughs> I probably should do a better job of following the rest of the teams in the league, but I, I'm fairly certain Pittsburgh played quite a lot of three back last, last year. I know historically coach Lilly likes that system so yeah i i think you're right maybe there's maybe i mean you could may, like, maybe argue that was more of a true like five back sort of setup yeah. there i mean you know that's kind of a blurred line three but... slash five yeah yes but yes 
So I, 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 I anyway, that signing seems to indicate to me that and we're going to see less of the four rack. Not to get too far ahead, but Adrian Prez, one of our other new signings, has a lot of experience with that uh, with the the back three system as well. So I think he definitely fits that archetype as well. Not like on the defensive side of things, but but there's definitely familiarity there. So. And I think the so he was who I was alluding to. Adrian Prez had a very good season last year at outside back, and so I I think that blunts the many departure a little bit. Yeah, he's. I think he has arguably the, maybe had a statistically a better season than many last year. Yeah, I think Ordonez and 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 to some extent, rightfully so, will be the kind of marquee signing of this offseason. But when we, you know, when the dust is settled after the twenty twenty four season, it's not totally impossible for us to look back at the Adrian Perez signing and say, "Wow, that's that's the one that that's the big one right there." Can we dive that's, into some nerd talk? Yeah, let's do it. I love so that. So I pulled the uh just curious, just to get like a snapshot of where we were on the signings. I uh I grabbed the goals added. So like you know, I, as close as you can get of just a what was your overall contribution to the team uh for all of the outgoing players and all of the incoming players. Uh so we are we were losing negative one point nine goals added. So uh, a lot of players who were playing at uh, statistically based on American soccer analysis goals added thing, which I don't think is perfect. I think it misses a lot of stuff that we met. We were both talking. Yeah. Uh, like Gibson was like negative one on there, which I think was less of an indication of how he played last season and maybe more of an indication that I think there's some things that that metric is probably missing out on as far as like contributing things other than goal scoring opportunities or directly preventing goal scoring opportunities. But anyway, so it's, it's not perfect, but still a lot of like maybe right around to slightly below league average players departing in that metric. They are currently, they have currently signed 5.2 goals added with just the three signings that they made. Uh, Adrian Perez was 3.3 just himself. Um, so definitely I, we mentioned it. It felt like, like some big signings the, 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 the nerd numbers would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Even with only bringing in three players so far have already more than covered what they lost in goals at it. Yeah, we know there's more, more coming, so hopefully that only pumps that that number up even further. And I didn't get to, I, I forgot to mention this earlier. One other thing the the stats don't really show, um, particularly to Arturo Adonis, is I think one of his his selling points was his his leadership ability. And I think he's at a a good age in relation to like just think of like we got a lot of older guys on the roster that probably aren't going to play another five or so years. I think the I think he's going to be kind of viewed as a kind of a Stop gaps probably not not the right word, but a a, a bridge perhaps to the next uh, next generation, next kind of core that we'll we'll be able to look back on on fondly. And you know what? He isn't the only rowdy that we stole. Or rowdy, God, screw that up. Riverhound. R- Riverhound. Saw the R, and I don't know why I just defaulted to that. Um, Tola Shawami. I'm sure I said that wrong. You want to take a crack at it? You gotta get it wrong too, Zach. Uh, Tola Shawami. 
I think we said it pretty sure. similar. I'm just going to say it with confidence. I have it. Uh, <laughs> racing has the nice pronunciation guide where they have all the players say their own names, but I don't have that yet. So don't, I'm just, I'm just looking at the letters like you are. Well, Mr. Tola here is a, uh, a young striker coming from Pittsburgh. And I think he's, I don't want to say an unknown entity. I think it's, a, it's like an upside sign. Uh, yeah. Like he's, yeah. Oh, for sure. He's not had like, like a big breakthrough season yet, but I think the staff likes the potential he has. Uh, so. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely think that's when like, was that kind of a wait and see. Um, you gotta, I think there's, that comes down to a level of like just trusting the staff, their knowledge of the game and what they've, what they've seen in him. So um really interested to see exactly what he's made of, what he looks like with our team. Um, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting him to, to dethrone Wilson Harris is kind of star striker number one, but it would sure be nice if he uh, was nipping at his heels, lit a fire under Wilson to, to continue to play up to the standards we know he's capable of. And Carson uh, on Twitter asked about these uh, Riverhound boys um, coming over together. And I like the idea of getting guys who have played together before. I think that it gives them an immediate sense of, of comfort. You know, somebody else they've been around before a level of familiarity. I think we definitely saw in season one, at least like coming out of the gate, having like Harris and Matiti, yeah, both off of Kansas City, like they they were able to hit the ground running. I think probably quicker than they would have if they had come from separate teams. Yeah, I mean, we as fans probably don't think about stuff like that like a ton, but there has to be something to. I mean, you got to think about you know all the time that's outside of that ninety minutes on the pitch, just the training, just general interaction with your teammates. If you already know somebody, it's got to make it a little bit. You know, easier. You might not be able to hit a tangible number to the to the positive upside of something like that, but it's nice to have, I guess, particularly for somebody like uh, like Tolo, who's who's a younger, just a very younger player. Yeah, and you're getting a your one of your leaders from your previous team is coming over with you. I, I'd feel good. So, um, yeah, that's that's all on our new signings, as I alluded to before. There's at least two more coming on the radar, probably in the near future. And I'm sure there'll be even more beyond that. So, well, Zach, we've been we've been at it for a, a while already. I'm really glad we, we opted to break things up because we'd be on pace for like three hours. This would have been a three-hour like podcast if we tried to do racing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to cut to a break. And when we come back... We'll talk about the schedule a bit, not only the uh, the regular season schedule that's come out. We'll talk about preseason, international friendlies, Open Cup. We've got some other uh, random tidbits of just kind of USL, Louisville City stuff to talk about. So stay tuned. We'll catch you back on the other side. Welcome back to the Vamos Bros Podcast. I am still Zach. I am still with here with Benton. Ben, we got we got some schedule news. Yeah, we got things to talk about. Um, we got a lot to talk about, actually. I, I I was trying to make a few notes of like, all right, what are some of the games of interest on the regular season? And the list went a little longer than I was anticipating. <laughs> it's an exciting <laughs> schedule to go over, but 
I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we got the preseason to talk about first. Now, they haven't announced the preseason schedule yet, but there are a few things that we we know. One is I saw that St. Louis City shared their preseason schedule. Lo and behold, Louisville City is on it in February in St. Louis. But because it's MLS and the MLS hates fun, it is closed door. Of course. Womp womp. They don't want to watch us. They don't want I would have traveled. I would have traveled for that. I would I would have loved that. <laughs> That'd been great. Um, so yeah, we at least know that one. I meant to go poke around on the other MLS clubs, like Twitter pages, see if they posted their the preseason stuff yet. But uh forgot to do it. I did it shortly after when the St. Louis stuff came out a few weeks ago. I went back to some of the clubs that we'd played before and see if we'd play them again. Um, but they hadn't shared shared it yet. So yeah, we'll keep like, creeping around online and see what I we can find out. Probably would be surprised to see Nashville in there. Yeah. I looked at um Austin. We played them. Seems last like we season. play Nashville a lot in the preseason. Yeah. I mean the proximity thing I think helps. Yeah. Cincinnati wouldn't be super shocking. But um this is a, a piece, a, a tidbit to share is that I'm, I'm, it's my understanding that there is likely to be another um, home preseason match for se- season ticket holders to attend again. That'll be good. Don't know who it's against. Don't know where it's going to be, but it seems like they are working to make that a reality, which is cool. I kind of, honestly, I completely forgot about that. And it was great. I just, I don't know. There's something special about going to a, you know, a match like that, the preseason yeah. ones, especially when it was like kind of just like on that like random uh, uh, field. What's that? Um, where was it they used to train before the the training ground? Oh, at Thurman Hutchins Park. Yeah, yeah. Is there? I don't know. There's something kind of charming about having it somewhere like kind of the like the field. I'm always like tempted that. to jump onto for our pickup games. Yeah, because like, it's just sitting there. Like, bring your own chair to a professional match. I don't know. I I had fun with it last year, so. Um, you know, whether it's there or if it's actually at the stadium or at the training ground, either way, I'm, I'm excited for it one way or another. Um, and, uh, Lucidity, uh, purple people on Twitter, they were the one that, that kind of reminded me, oh yeah, that preseason's a thing. We should talk about it. I also brought the international friendlies, which that's always a very like fluid situation because these, these international clubs, they're like trying to coordinate, like multiple matches in different destinations and different and blah, blah, different blah. seasons. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's always a big like to do. So nothing's done there yet. Well, and I know that the European teams like to schedule an entire little tour yeah, over here yeah, to make it worth coming over. That's and a clean so way of the saying what I was trying to get that to. Can, that can throw off the whole thing. We've had yeah. that happen specifically before. Yeah, that, that definitely happened. Um, Thanks Cincinnati. <laughs> Damn it, Cincinnati. <laughs> there is an open date, an open Saturday in July that I think is 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 what the front office is kind of eyeballing. Probably, yeah. Again, very absolutely be, nothing yeah. concrete there, but I think that, that would be nice. They'd like that, you know. It's money they'd make that they wouldn't otherwise. So I'm sure they're going to do what they can to help make that happen. I edit the Open Cup on here. Oh, because, can we complain? I'd love to complain. Yeah, not because we have news, <laughs> but because Donnie G had some news. Don Garber tried to have some news. Don Garber's like, 
yeah, we're not going to play with it. Schedule congestion. Right after they just made up a whole nother like tournament. Yeah, we keep making all these new tournaments and they're and, and now we're too busy. And everybody turned on them. Well, including I mean, we, so what they announced, like specifically what they announced was this season they were gonna have their two teams compete in the open cup in their place. And then uh moving forward they were gonna try to I think they had Officially said they were reevaluating their participation in it, i.e., I. we just want to not do it at all in the in the future. Uh, <laughs> and then lo and behold, somebody grew the smallest fraction of a spine finally at the <laughs> at the federation, and the federation put out a press release saying, "You are required to compete in the Open Cup as a first division." in this country and that is not that has not changed you are not allowed to send your your two teams and you you have to play in it <laughs> even most of the mls fans seem to not like that move which honestly i thought was a little surprising they seem to be very Do you like, know why they didn't like that move ben because the most interesting part of the mls season last year was the the Miami run in the Open Cup. That was the thing that people were most excited about from last year, and probably not a coincidence that that this is the offseason they, they tried to axe <laughs> the Open Cup because they don't like people being interested in stuff that they don't control. I'm I'm shocked that U.S. soccer actually did something in this scenario because they're essentially just Muppets for the MLS. And... I've not hated the MLS. Like I would actively like watch Toronto when I could for like the longest time. It's definitely died down a, a bit. But this, like after this whole U, like U.S. Like Open Cup debacle, like man, my I'm definitely souring on the on the MLS as a whole. I was very much like more neutral on the whole thing, but now I'm, well, I'm leaning so a little someone... more towards like. You're toxic guys, you just suck. <laughs> the reason I know it's the Miami thing, that it's the it's the messy thing, is somebody pointed out in their in their like little messy to MLS documentary that they made after the season was over, they completely cut out any footage and any of and did not mention anything about their open cup run, <laughs> which was probably the really the biggest story of of Messi in Miami this season was like the Open Cup run they went on after he came. And that right there is the Vince McMahon playbook. Think of any wrestler that's crossed the, the WWE and they're just wiped away from history. You no longer exist. I mean, he's not a good human, but he absolutely knew what he was doing on the business front. Anyway. I, th- I think I just I- did a surprisingly good Vince McMahon impression. That was out of was. nowhere. That was yeah. I, I, I got sure. a little bit of a cold. It's perfect. <laughs> that gruff voice, yeah. Um, <laughs> for transparency, the only thing I wrote on my notes in this section is MLS are bitches. I don't know if "r" was the correct word there. <laughs> I don't know if the grammar was right, but you guys get the sentiment. Uh, my main takeaway from that whole debacle was uh, <laughs> the most interesting part of that for us as Louisville City fans is it. If they decide to not compete, it is still a Champions League bid. Uh, another tournament that I'm sure the MLS would like to axe. So that that would be a pretty easy 
that the best chance Louisville City would ever have for a, a Champions League. Quite <laughs> literally the only chance. That's the only way. Like that is their only avenue is the US Open Cup. Yeah. But I mean it every year they have a chance to do that. But if the MLS teams decide that could it's the best chance their only avenue got like that much wider if they were able to back out that was that would have been the one piece of like silver lining but honestly before like u.s soccer federation came out and said nah 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 to the mls i'm like oh shit they're gonna move that that awarded opening away from the open cup i'm like fuck that was like the one that was like that was a huge incentive so I don't know. Lots of interesting twists and turns, and I'm sure we have not heard the last of it. You know, you want to know the dumbest part of that whole thing? They, 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 they made an announcement that the Canadian teams were still going to compete in the Canadian Cup <laughs> because they're like, who gives a shit who wins that? I don't care what happens in Canada. Honestly, like, like when I would play football managers like Toronto, that was like. That was an easy way to like keep your board approval up because all you would do is play like Montreal and Vancouver. <laughs> Every once in a blue moon, I think I saw like like once or twice or like FC like Edmonton. I don't even know if they're a thing anymore. I played an older version of the game. Yeah. Like they snuck through. But yeah, like that was a nice board pleaser right there. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting little aside is that they, they were going to keep playing at the Canadian Cup for the the handful of Canadian teams. Stupid cross-country soccer league. Anyway. Let's move on to the regular season. How about it? All right. You highlighted some matches. Well, you want to to run through some of the ones you thought were interesting? I did. Um, I eventually get the chronological order, but I wrote some interesting ones up at the top of the list. And number one on the list is August the 17th. Zach, you're probably wondering, what is that match? That's Charleston in Louisville. And what I would heavily suspect is probably going to be our fill the fan match. Ooh. So tell your friends to uh, keep that day open because we be a big match. Probably be a blackout match where we were a third Jersey. The other big match that I went out of chronological order for, because it was worthy of it. It's May the 18th. Zach, I know you were hyped for this one. It's a way at Vegas, baby. Oh Yeah. My four-year-old loves Las Vegas. That's what I'll definitely be going to. I've actually not been to Vegas before, so... I have been to the Vegas airport for a layover, and that's it. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Sounds like a terrible place. It's full of slot machines. It was, it was nasty there. I'm interested. I don't have anything booked, but I'm interested. So, now the rest of this is chronological order. Our home opener is... The twenty March the twenty third versus Pittsburgh. I don't know. Love I just, home openers against Pittsburgh. Yeah, I just yeah, I I got flashbacks to exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> so and we stole two of their players, so that might that'll help maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Some addition it's, by addition for us, and some addition by subtraction for them. History isn't on our side. Um. A little bit later after that, April the 6th, Indy, who yet to have named a head coach. They've named new kits, uh, like kit manufacturers, but not a new head coach. At least they so, got their priorities straight. So we got our, our home LIPAs then, or LIPA FC. I never know how to, like, 
Lepasca. say the acronym. Anyway, I always our... say Lipa. I'm a Lipa man. Lipa, whatever. It's our third straight home match, and that happens to be our longest consecutive home stance. It happens right away, so it's a lot of like spread of a schedule. So, wish we had a, like a longer like home strand. You know, like one month where we're just at home the entire time. I actually kind of like. I like it being fairly even, like home away, yeah. home away, home away. If if it were up to me, it my perfect season schedule would be home away, home away. It's just it re- re- revolving. And I think as, as a fan, that, that's like the that. best for me because yeah. the consecutive ones do get kind of hard, especially us with kids. Yeah, I I don't know. I just kinda, I kind of like the 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 chaos of it intertwined. But yeah, I I totally get and don't argue with the logic of trying to make it pretty even like that. And I do think uh, one benefit of only having a three-game homestand is there, you probably only have a couple game away. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's pretty much the same on the other side. Away stand as well, which I, I think is very helpful. Uh, those long away stretches can be pretty rough. Yeah. Um, moving on on the list, we have the Charleston Battery. We go back to the Battery. On four nine, just put a frowny or an angry face on that one. Okay, our first return since the the loss since our last game. We play the new kids on the block, Rhode Island. There's a Rhode um, Island team. Did you really not know that? No, I knew that. I'm, oh, I'm just, I, I, th- I thought you genuinely didn't. That would I'm playing. Great. I'm playing the fan. I was like, I like new teams, more new teams. Rhode Island, like that's like small market teams. I'm all in on that. Like a team that doesn't have like anything else going on in their market. Like why not? Just go out and be great. Like does that soccer city? New Orleans start right, next year. Or is that the year after? That's I think 25 or 26. Okay. Yeah. In uh, Jacksonville, I think still in the mix somewhere too. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah, we play at Rhode Island. I should have clarified that in May. We play them. We, they come here in late June, the 22nd, to be specific. Now, North Carolina are the other newcomers back to the championship. They've been here before, but they, they won promotion. Pro rail, baby. We play them started. at 6-8. Now, fun fact, or I guess not so fun fact, is that they were our last match before the COVID shutdown. We were away at North Carolina. I remember this. I went to the watch party at World of Beers. Pretty sure Cameron Lancaster scored in that game. We won. I'm pretty confident. I don't know why that's like a vivid memory. I think it was because of the proximity to the shutdown and everything. Like it was less than a week later. That was depressing, wasn't it? I also like uh, one good thing about North Carolina being back in the league is that we now have a double league ra- racing and Louisville city rivalry. We've got the, coordinate the where they both play on the same day, like a double header. North Carolina does double headers that lots of people harp on this, but I, I would love to see a double header. Even if we never get a double header, it is, uh, it's fun to have teams that we play in both leagues. Yeah. So I do appreciate uh, that. Excited about that. 615 is at Tampa Bay. I mean, until they kind of Which I know off. you were hyping up Charleston. I I mean, I know that's the most recent loss, but I, they don't they're not taking the crown from Tampa yet. Oh, no, no, I, as I'm, far as rivals go. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I still think Tampa is one of the biggest rivals because it's been 
ongoing longer. Also, they're loading up this offseason. Yeah, I mean, Charleston, too. They they both look really good. So that's why I went ahead and I just put these Tampa Bay matches on there for, for what I felt like were obvious reasons. So 6-15 at Tampa. Tampa comes to Louisville on October the 12th. Another fill the fan possibility? You think that's too late? Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be the August probably. Um, Let's see here. Indy comes. We go to Indy, excuse me, on October the 5th. Finish up that series. Go ahead and get our traffic cone back. Let them borrow it for a year or two. One or two. I can't remember our, our record on that now. They have to be relevant for me to care, though, that much. We go to San Antonio on October the 19th. Our first trip there since the 2022 final. And the last match of the season, 10-26, is um, against Phoenix, the reigning champions. For those of you counting, follow along on the schedule. That is Tampa Bay, San Antonio, in Phoenix to close out the season. So, oh, that's a rough, that's I, a rough close to the season. I hope we. I want to like, be in first place with some cushion by the time we get yeah, there. Yeah, let's let's get our points in order before that last stretch. There, there might be some other tough stretches in there, but I that one particularly jumped out to me that the end of the season is that. We'll see. We'll see. So, Zach, what are your what are your, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the schedule overall? Did I miss anything? Uh, what's what's your favorite on that list? Uh, I'm excited to see North Carolina back. Uh, I think that that stretch to finish the season out is going to be brutal. Yeah. Uh, uh, who are wait? Who are our West Coast matches? This, we play. We play we Memphis, El Paso as we mentioned earlier in March. Oh we we didn't mention them. Uh, yeah, I didn't write down on the West Coast ones, and I don't. Yeah. Ha- I didn't take note of the days Las of the Ve- week. You mentioned Las Vegas. Uh, I, I guess Memphis is now a West Coast team. Oakland, ooh, Oakland again. That was that was honestly. Ooh, Oakland will of, be a fun one. That was one of the sexiest matches of last season, if we're gonna be honest. Yeah, New Mexico was the complete opposite. New Mexico again, yeah. Uh, Sacramento, we play Sacramento in August. That that'll be a pretty big one. They're oh, yeah, they're yeah, always yeah. good. That didn't go well last time. <laughs> no, uh, a lot of stuff didn't go well last time. Oh man! So back to back, we play. Uh, we go at New did Mexico. We not August play 3rd. San Antonio last season. Sorry, you no, said that did. was the first time. Since oh no, the we final. did. We beat them. No, okay. at, I meant there. We played there. Okay, okay. We played that because they came. We played San Antonio yeah, last season. They came here and it was relatively early, and we beat them. And that was like a little bit of like, okay, yeah, we're back, baby. We got it all out of our system, and we didn't quite get it all out of our system. We did get that W. Felt good. That was a moral victory, as much as it was a real one. Yeah, would have been nicer to do it a year prior, but yeah, yeah. So again, like like I said, yeah. I, I didn't take I... notes of the days of the week just because the list I was looking at didn't have them, and um, yeah, I wasn't going to go through all that. So we'll cross that bridge later. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much work. Ah, that's a lot of soccer, Ben. A lot of news for the off season. It is, and it's gonna it's gonna be here before we know it. Like we're we're making jokes now that it, we're recording here on January second, but uh, we're gonna blink and we're gonna be like attending. Wait, wait one thing match. we didn't mention with all the season talk: when is the when is the opener for the season? 
I mentioned that. That was uh, well, that you was... mentioned the home opener. Was that the first game? Or no, let me here. It no, we play. We start the season away. That is March sixteenth at El Paso. So we're choo choo three three and a bit months out. Um, last few things I felt like we should we should talk about. I kind of had an other category, just kind of thoughts around the league. First things first. You mentioned Tampa is going to be strong again. I think the battery they're also going to be really strong. I think Ben both ben of them are reloading. Yeah, they're. Uh, it's not going to get easier. No, I'll tell you that. Not uh, not excited to play them again. I'll be nervous. Hopefully, we go in there with some some momentum. We didn't get a lot of momentum at all last season. You know, a lot of starts and stops. No. Uh, um, this came out today. Day of recording. Oklahoma City might not actually be dead. Reports of my death are overrated. <laughs> By God, is that Oklahoma City's music? I I mean, official. They did announce that they were going on hiatus, and everyone was everyone said they're dead. So. But that's code. That is code. Like we know that. Like. <laughs> I don't think we were all I'm just wrong saying that to assume that. Officially, they never said they were dead. Right. So, but we all knew they were dead, but we knew wrong. So yeah, they are. They apparently secured their their stadium situation, like they're obligated nice. to pay. I don't know. We'll see how all that pans out. Um, also, Rhode Island. Oklahoma City is a fairly fun town to visit. That's a we get an Oklahoma City away day. That's not too bad. I don't know anything about that city. It like. That and Tulsa are like the same thing in my mind. They're very similar. I mean, don't tell them that, but <laughs> they just they just exist. Oklahoma City has a nice botanical garden. I went to a wedding there once. Uh, let's see. Maybe in the 20, thunder. Maybe in twenty twenty seven when they're back, we can uh, play them there. <laughs> I don't know what the date will be. Um, we already mentioned about Rhode Island coming onto the scene. They got a fun like color palette, the like navy blue and the yellow. Like it's a little different. I, I'm kind of, well, I guess the same thing as El Paso. Now that as soon as I say that, no, oh, well, I tried. I tried the compliment you, Rhode Island, small market. <laughs> I want you to succeed, kind of like Birmingham, you know. Um, talk about North Carolina getting promoted. First time playing them since the the COVID times, and yeah, we already mentioned about Memphis being a Western team. Very NBA-esque, like you said before. Zach, that's all I got. That's all I wrote down. I think we got through I don't, all the offseason news and whatnot. We what probably am I already omitting? talked about this because it does look like it happened two years ago. I guess the Queensboro thing, they just they just they 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 went out of business before they even started. QAnon United, yeah, that one yeah. just kind of died. <laughs> they just sort of they sort of fizzled out. Well, before that, they even started. They were gonna join the USL and then like they quietly like said they were going to join MLS next and then now they've just I don't think they it looks exist. like they they removed their website entirely as of November 2022 so man I was trying to think of new teams I was amped to have an away day in New York I wanted City. to be able to go to Queens to watch a game I love New York I was very excited about that so I'm very disappointed that Q I don't want to have to go to Red Bull State it. Arena to watch uh I know I know watch I'm Gotham. About that. Yeah, I hate it's... I hate I hate the trade ride to Red Bull it's in the middle of like an industrial wasteland. I want to exactly what you I think New watch Jersey a team play is. in New York City. Yeah, maybe one day. Eventually. Zach, is there anything else that I that I that I missed that we should be talking about? I think I think we have talked enough for for the people. It's good to be back. 
it is good to be back. We got it out of our system. There's a lot of a lot yeah. of ground to cover. We'll there. be we'll be back real soon with the racing episode. And and we are working on got some interviews talking with one Mr. Danny Cruz. So that might be coming onto your podcast feed in the near future. Just keep an eye out on that one. Probably no softballs out... for Danny. Yeah, I'll probably throw out um, something on Twitter, solicit some questions because this went over really successfully. Again, everybody who who submitted a question really. Yeah, really thanks again for that. I mean, some of these things we're already going to talk about, but it's nice to get specific questions from people and be able to to call them out. And so, again, some of these things I just wasn't immediately on my radar to talk about, like the like like the preseason. I don't know why I forgot that the preseason is a thing, but I did. So anyway, we'll let you guys get back on with your day. We'll be coming back to you soon because we still have to talk about racing. I just promised you an interview and maybe there'll be more. So we're not getting back to our regular like weekly cadence yet, but we're creeping up on it. So anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please make sure you guys like the podcast on whatever platform you subscribe to. Share it with your, your friends and family who appreciate Louisville soccer and they want to know more and hear people talk about it. We're a spot for you. So we will catch you guys back here in the near future. Take care, y'all. Bye, y'all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.